We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone Hello Welcome to Unabashedly Obsessed A uh, podcast about pop culture And not so pop culture do you want to tell them what we're going to talk about Culture. this week? Yes, yeah, yeah. Do you want to tell them who you are? I'm I'm James. <laughs> I'm Aaron. <laughs> um, have we not done this recently? I feel like we have both forgotten how how to unabashedly obsessed. Well, <laughs> we did the the Lost Groundhog Day episode. Yeah, and that went fine. I don't know. I've been sick. I got sick directly after that. Like the next day, I went to sleep at that night. Was that the sick. that may have been one where you were sick? I was we I was definitely there. like I had chest yeah. stuff, but like I went home early from work because Matt um, threw up at school. Right. Then I caught that thing. Right. And was out of commission and you were on actually Thursday. Sick. Right. So yeah. Um, but that one got lost due to bad mic cables. So this week we're talking about video games. Yeah, we are. I think all sorts. I I I almost stopped myself when I was gonna start talking about uh, computer games, but. I think that, that I think that counts, yeah. yeah. So I think the way that we're probably going to do it is I'm going to talk... I think we're going to do sort of a history in which it might be mostly me talking. Uh-huh. My history with video games is I didn't play them until very recently. Did you watch people play them? Not on a regular basis. Okay. Brew used to come over and... Did you ever play... Like, my brother had video game systems and like brew would come over and play like mortal Kombat and stuff right. yeah I, were you ever mm-hmm. engaged in any of that yeah okay i was engaged in actual mortal Kombat. like no. in the corner or yeah uh-huh. <laughs> um no uh yeah i uh i had a lot of friends that had the cool systems okay so i i have this love affair with nintendo because i i only ever had a game boy right i didn't get a nintendo 64 for a long long time okay I had a lot of Sega products, and Sega products are fine, but like the cool games that I wanted to play were often not on Sega. Do they still make Sega? I don't believe so. I believe okay. Sega is is done. Okay. Um, that was what my brother had. He had a, a Sega Genesis, yes. and then I think at some point, like probably when we were in high school, I think he had a PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. Mortal Com- was Mortal Kombat a Sega game? Uh, Mortal Kombat was actually, uh, yeah, it was... I believe it, it started as a Sega game. Okay. Yeah. It may not have even been Mortal Kombat that y'all oh, were playing. I'm, I'm sure. I'm I sure. I remember somebody oh, I didn't never play with them. Spine, like... Yeah, that was that was Mortal okay. Kombat. I didn't ever. I, 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 I thought you were asking, did I ever play Mortal Kombat? Oh no, I didn't know. I if never you were came ever over there when no. Brew would play. Like I remember Brew and Justin playing at one point, and yeah. like Frank used to play with my brother. Yeah. During that two week period that Frank would come hang out. Right. <laughs> Right, yeah. Uh, no high school romance. I stopped playing video games with sort of middle school. Okay. Um, except for, for... For the most part. Except for Game Boy? Or um, in general? Because you played Pokemon. I played Pokemon. I sort of... I mean, like, my Game Boy... Um, the yeah, the Yagaday guys talked about video games. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about, like... Oh, yeah, I remember those original Game Boys... And they were not talking about the original game. Oh, they were talking about like their original game right. boys because they are 10 to 12 years younger than us? Some, just about there. Um, I only had two Game Boys in my life. And they were both the big, blocky, what you think of as like... 
when you see a kid playing Game Boy in like an eighties movie, uh-huh. that okay, gray Zach Morris phone right. of video game right, gray okay. red buttons like green screen, no lighting to be set to be okay. had, which was which is a, a sort of revolutionary thing because like or not you know the light a backlit screen was sort of a revolutionary thing. Yeah, um, the Game Gear had it, the Sega portable, okay. but that was quite a bit more expensive than the Game Boy. Okay. But like they they made like accessories for the Game Boy. Okay. So you would you like clip like a magnifier on or like a Oh wow. Um these lights that didn't exactly do anything. Like they lit it up in a way that like if you passed a street light, the street light would do a much better job than the thing that was attached to the Game Boy that was supposed to be lighting it. Okay. It's like um, those book lights. Did you ever have those? It was Where like, it would yeah. never hit the entire page. It would just light up, yeah. like, the top center part of the page. Um, yeah. It's like that, only, like, you were like, is the light bulb, like, you almost, you almost be like, am I doing it wrong? Right. Uh, full dis- disclosure, I could have been doing it wrong. <laughs> I don't, I did never ask anyone for any help with it. Okay. Like I was like, as, well, is, as was your nature. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want anyone touching it. I don't want my my stepdad trying to figure it out. Yeah, I'll just do it. I'll figure it out, or I won't, and I'll just you know not play Game Boy at night. Suffer. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> video games were the same way for me. Um, okay. If I couldn't figure out how to play a video game, it just I just stopped playing it and found one that I could play. Yeah. So there are a number of video games that like I never got past the like introductory stage because right. I was like, this is too hard. I don't understand. Like, um, there was a game called Metroid 2, The Return of Samus. Okay. Um, a lot of Game Boy games were sequels to Nintendo games. Okay. And this game had all these levels that I never ever played because I couldn't figure out how to start. Oh. And I never, I don't know if the instruction booklet said it or if it was supposed to be some sort of intuitive thing, but I was like, oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Next now, game. So did they? Did the games come with an instruction yep. booklet? Because Every... I don't. Because they don't now. The ins, or, or at least my my newly acquired experience is yeah. that you get this thing that looks like you know kind of like a CD case. Yeah. And it has this tiny little chip of a game in it. Yeah. And you pop that into your DS, and then all the tutorial stuff is built into the into game. the game. Right. Yeah. I don't think they had enough memory to do okay. that. Um, no, yeah, each of the each of the Game Boy games came with an instruction booklet, uh, which I held on to, and uh, I, I actually a couple of years ago sold this big plastic case full of Game Boy games and instruction booklets to some girl that was like ten years younger than me wow. um, via like Virage sale or whatever. Okay. Um, so yeah, they all came with, and like, I don't know, I don't know if it's like a guys don't like to read instructions thing or like a <laughs> I just want to get playing it thing or whatever, but like, it was rare that I would read the instructions instruction booklet. Okay. So maybe it would have solved things. Like there was a Star Wars game that I I played it like not recently, but like out of college. I tried it again to no avail. I still could not huh. get the game past the first level because it was too hard. Yeah. So I played a lot of games that that wasn't the case. Like right. Like. You know, the Super Mario... Like, there were games that, like, are, right. you just go. Yeah. Game Boy was my, like, portable... Like, if I was on a road trip. Right. Um, before I got into, like, music... 
Right. Even and there was some overlap where I would play Game Boy and listen to a Discman right on road trips. Um, oh, Discman. Yeah, for real. So old school. I know. I love. I mean, I still the tactile memory of that is still really nice to. Oh have. yeah. The little pop, like. Remember having to plug your Discman into the cassette adapter in your car? Uh, no, we never had that. You didn't have a cassette adapter. Cassette adapter. No. In any of your cars, or in specifically the car that you drove that I'm drawing a blank. The Cougar. Cougar. Um, Thank you. I was like, it's not a Camaro. It. Well, no, it, it was not. <laughs> it a was Camaro. not a Camaro. No, the. I mean, this is this is going to come off as a little privileged. I only ever had like the Cougar started off with its like 1985. Right, right. What I call the chunk chunk radio uh-huh. style. Yeah, and I where think, you gotta push the buttons to yeah. make stuff happen. Yeah. It had presets, but they were analog presets. Yeah. And then it had a tape deck that didn't work. Okay. So then my parents installed a CD player. Okay. So in Roger, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you remember, I remember Roger, Roger. My my powder blue Pontiac station wagon had the the tape deck, but not a CD player. Yeah. And so I had the little you know, cassette with a cord coming out of yep. it that I would plug into the disc man. Oh, most of my friends had that. Yeah. Um, and I was being, being the youngest of all my friends. I, I think I probably spent a lot of time in other people's cars. So I'm, That's true. I'm super familiar with it. Yeah. But yeah. And then I didn't, uh, and then, um, Kristen had a, a radio. Uh, well, I guess that was for the iPod. It broadcast a small radio wave to, a station that had no okay um nothing else on it okay so you could do that so i never had i never actually owned a ta- a tape adapter okay um but yeah so um then at home i had the the sega genesis which was uh which was good and um i had a lot of games for it um it was sort of the, one of those things that i'm actually anticipating for my kids that like it was like okay well um, we know we always know the genre of thing we're getting you a new yeah. Sega game, but there were like games that I would play in sort of a meditative fashion. Like it would be like, Ugh, I just need to relax. Right. Let me put on Sonic Two and just zone out. Yep. Not because there was nothing that I needed to think about. Yep. Like it would go. Like it wasn't. I would be playing, but I would not be thinking. Right. I would be watching the pretty colors, and I would be hitting all the right buttons at all the right points, but I right. played it so much that I was like, and done. Yep. I think that's how Kevin is with Destiny and Call of Duty and all yeah. his other like yeah. first-person shooter games that yeah. he plays. He just, when he's not like playing with his gaming group, right. and it's just him... Right. I think he just kind of goes on autopilot and just pushes buttons and blindly shoots things. Right. But like, is he... he doesn't need to have the strategy when he's right. not playing with the group. Right. Yeah. There were there were several games that were like, okay, I... This is relaxing to me. Yeah. Which is nice. I think most of his, he does computer, like PC games yeah. for that. He's playing one now where it's like a factory simulator. He's really into like the simulator games. Yeah. Where, you know, you either, like, you build an amusement park. Yeah. Um, or you, like, Sims-type sure. games, but not the, tycoon the Sims. Right? Yeah, like the Tycoon, yeah, like uh, Railroad Tycoon. There's a Roller Coaster Tycoon. Roller Coaster Tycoon is one of them. Railroad Tycoon, he maybe 
I don't know if he plays that one or not. But this one, I don't know what it's called, but you basically, like, build a factory and try to figure out how to make it run more efficiently. And it looks so boring. <laughs> like, I sat there trying and, like, watched him play it while I was talking to him the other night. And I was like, this game is making my brain shut down. Yeah. Like, I can't have a conversation with you while I'm watching this because yeah. it's so mind-numbingly repetitive. Yeah. And I think that's what he likes about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas I like my video games to have some story. Right. And, like, puzzles and stuff. Um, I am not very good at puzzles. Okay. I think, like, like logic games and, like, move stuff around and remember patterns and stuff. Okay. So I find that kind of thing really tough. Yeah. I'm, like... Role-playing games where it's like you have to remember to talk to a bunch of people and like... Talking to people in role-playing games pisses me off. Stuff figured out or whatever. I was... I I, I was really bad at. Okay. I remain bad at. Like, I I think I peaked at like Sonic and Mario where it's like, go go from left to right. And then... Right. The next... And then it's going to be that again, only um, the background will be blue and there'll be a part where you swim. And then the next, like, it's the same, you know, left to right and left to right. Right. In fact, when, um, when Mario, when Super Mario 64 came out and there was like a, it was more of a 3D environment. Right. It's, I, it, I start it started to lose me because I was like, oh, I don't care about, like, I, I can't, I don't know how to do this. Because hmm. like, it's not clear. I guess I don't want to, maybe because I'm looking for a meditative thing. Right. I don't like to particularly think about what it is I'm doing in the video game. Okay. That makes um, sense. So, yeah. There was a lot. So, like, actually, fighting games really did appeal to me quite a lot. Interesting. Um, because you don't have, like, the button mashing is pretty okay. Yeah. Like, there are ways to be better at it than others, but, like, for the most part, you're fine to just button mash. Yeah. I was a Street Fighter guy. Okay. Um... My mom would never have gone for Mortal Kombat, like, probably to this day. I'm a little bit surprised that my brother had it, because it didn't really seem like his type of game. He was more of, like, the Sonic yeah. Type, yeah. type of game, but I guess the other kids had it. Right. So he got it, and my mom was like, I don't... Like, at one point she came down... I remember her coming downstairs and being like, is that a spine? Yeah. And Brew was like, yeah, isn't it awesome? And she was like, I'm going back upstairs. Yeah. Like, I can't. Well, like, those fatalities in Mortal Kombat were another thing that, like, you had to do the timing just right. Yep. You had to press the right buttons in the right amount of in the, the right amount of order. Yep. And I never was able to do it. In fact, um, I would go on or, like, look through, like, Game Pro magazines that, like, listed everyone's fatality and how to do everyone's fatality. Right. And I would look for the one that was... And uh, I remember there was a guy named Shang Tsung... Okay. Who was the old guy that you didn't play? Who was like the boss of the first Mortal Kombat? Okay. Then he uh, became young, I okay. guess somehow. Time travel. Yeah, it was more we like are not a time travel podcast. We are not a time travel podcast. Um, I think it was more like <laughs> a Snow White potion, like reverse oh, okay. Snow White potion, I guess. Okay. Um, by the way, shout out to the new Disney Animation Minute uh, Essentials podcast that I'm excited to start listening oh. to. That guy on uh, on our Facebook group uh, put out their first episode yesterday oh, cool. and today and stuff. So they're doing 
they're doing Snow White by the minute to cool. start things off. Yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. I may have uh, fanboyed out a little bit on his announcement because <laughs> I was like, yay, it's up. I'm sure he's like, yep, who are you? Um, eh. But He'll know soon enough. <laughs> oh, oh, he'll know. <laughs> when I sweep him under the cloak of the things that James is fans of. <laughs> Which is a lot of things. Hopefully he'll have good company. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Everyone's lucky to be loved by me. Yep. Um, but like I, there was, his fatality was like, stand near the body and hold the button for three seconds and then let it go. I was like, that is something I can do. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I, and it's still, it was, it was tough. <laughs> yeah. I tend, when it comes to video games, I tend to, I don't have the, like, I guess fine motor skills and hand-eye coordination and like brain to finger coordination to be very good at console games okay like the things that require that you hold the controller and hit the buttons and do the joystick all at the same time i'm not good at i did the walking dead games on the xbox okay and those are fine because you very rarely have to do more than one or two things at a time right because it's mostly story based like you make choices right that influence the story but very rarely do you actually have to like hold the joystick and dodge left while you hit A and also, you know, RB at the same time. Like, you right. don't have to do that right. stuff. Right, right. And so I like that game. That was probably the one that first got me, like, my first video game, I guess. Right. And that was a year or so ago, a year and a half ago. Right. When I, it was, a, it was about a year and a half ago. It was when I was on that massive zombie kick. Right. And had first started watching Walking Dead and When stuff. you became unabashedly obsessed yep. with zombies. Uh-huh. And, and that video game for, you know, the week that it took me to beat it. Right. And then I got recently a Nintendo DS. I got a 2DS because I didn't care about the 3D stuff and I just wanted it cheap. Right. And the games that I wanted to play are on both the Sony Vita uh-huh. and, or the PlayStation Vita or what, it's like that. It's the Sony equivalent of the 3DS. Right, and okay. the And then the DS. Yeah. And, I, and it was on both platforms, which is kind of weird. Yeah. But I was like, do, which, you know, which one do I want? Which one do I want? And I ultimately ended up getting the 2DS because it was a lot cheaper. Yeah. Unfortunately, a lot of the story, puzzle, story and puzzle-based games that I like seem to be on, like, all of the ones that if you Google what are some games like Zero Time Dilemma, yeah. they're all on the PlayStation 1. Right. But I've recently discovered that I am apparently not as averse to uh, fantasy RPGs as I thought I was. Yeah. Um, And those are all on the DS. Nice. So those are all on their way to my house. Yeah. I think I'm with you. Because I was thinking about, like, besides, like, you could hold the right right arrow button and randomly hit jump a couple times and do okay. Besides those kinds of games... I think I'm more, I, I think I found myself more into fantasy RPG stuff um, that didn't require, that required thinking and not speed. Right. My brother had one of one of the Final Fantasy games. I don't yeah. know which one. And it seemed like it was just a lot of walking around talking to people. Yeah. Which didn't do anything for me. Yeah. So I just assumed that I didn't like that yeah. type of game. But I also didn't watch him play that often, so I probably happened to only come in when he was walking around talking to people. Right. The game that I'm playing right now, Fire Emblem Heroes, which is 
a fantasy, like a turn-based strategic RPG like Final Fantasy, but it's on my phone, I'm enjoying a lot more. Yeah. Because you don't walk around and talk to people. Yeah. You just, you know, you get your little story screens and then you fight. Interesting. And then you get your story screens and you fight. And it's it's also, the thing I like about it is it's a gachapon game. Okay. Where you get these orbs that you can then cash in for... I mean, like, blind bags, basically. Okay. You, you know, you can cash in, you know, you can get up to five at a time. Okay. And they give you... Paw Patrol. Not... My Little Pony. Not quite. Okay. Um, They are all, you know, Fire Emblem heroes. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But, so you get the five at a time, and there's the different colors of heroes, like the, the ones that have, I guess there's red, blue. So red tends to be, like, sword-based. Blue tends to be like spears okay uh green tends to be like a battle axe and then gray is like ranged so either a bow and arrow or magic right um and so you get a little you get an assortment of bubbles that are those colors sometimes they're all the same sometimes it's like three reds and two blues sometimes you luck out and get a bunch of different ones but then for every so many orbs that you cash in you get to pick one of those and it gives you a random hero and sometimes you get a really good one that's like, you know, five gold stars or whatever. And sometimes you get a really crappy one that's one bronze star and you're never going to use that person. So it's like Pokemon, only you don't get to choose what you catch. Yes. very. Okay. I mean, yeah, very, very much. The, like, the kind of gameplay tends to be a lot like my limited knowledge of what the Pokemon battles are. Yeah. Where, you know, I mean, it's turn-based. So, right. you know, you it, honestly, it's like chess. Right. It's like battle chess. Right. Um, wizard's chess. Wizard's chess. But, yeah, it's interesting. It was one that, you know, Griffin and Nick mentioned it on Cool Games Inc. Yeah. And I was like, I, like when I was looking at uh, DS games, I had seen the latest in the Fire Emblem series. Yeah. And so the name was familiar to me. So they were like, you know, it's free to download. You can put money into it if you want to, but you don't have to. Yeah. And I was like, well, I like free. Yeah. And I'm kind of off Midnight Cinderella now. Yeah. Which is a game that I will talk about in a moment. Yeah. Mavibam CISO ad math advocate Emily. Uh, hi, Emily. Hi, Emily. Um, was, uh, it like has been posting screenshots and stuff on Twitter on Twitter from okay. Fire Emblem. Hero. I just started following her. I, I thought I was following her, but I yeah. guess I wasn't. Yeah. So yeah, it's I'm I'm enjoying it. I ended up interesting. So it's very different playing video games now than it was when we were teenagers. Yes. Because of the internet. Yeah. So I was confused about something in Fire Emblem Heroes. So you looked it up. So I looked it up. Yeah. And discovered. The, the thing I was confused about was, it was, I was like, you know, how do I do this thing? And that was a very easy fix. But apparently a lot of people are deleting the game and reinstalling it repeatedly until they get a good hero out of the gachapon. Oh. Because I guess there's this long chain of Fire Emblem games, and so people have favorite characters oh. that they want to try to get, or they just want to try to get somebody who's five stars. Right. I still don't completely understand the star rating. Um, I should. It should come as no surprise to you or any of our listening audience that that concept sorely offends my 
Oh, I know. My every fiber. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait. You you're you're going against what the random what the randomly generated thing is until you get what you want? No, 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 no. I know. <laughs> I did end up cuz I'd only been playing for like 24 hours and I didn't really know how to play. Right. And I didn't I had gotten like a bunch of duplicate heroes and none of them were very good. Okay. Based on the reading that I had done. And so I went ahead and deleted it, re-downloaded it, ended up getting this one chick named Lynn who is five stars and just kicks ass. Yeah. She's amazing. And so I was like, well, I guess I'm going to keep this iteration. And now I've got her up to like level 21. Yeah. Um, Because I play the game too much. Right. Kaylee and I played video games tonight at bedtime. She was like, I want to play Candy Crush. So I put Candy Crush on my old phone that the girls yeah. listen to music on. And she played Candy Crush and I played Fire Emblem Heroes. There you go. Parenting. There was a video game that I would play. I don't know that I ever owned it. I would rent it from the Blockbuster. Uh-huh. Uh, it was called Shining Force. Okay. And then there was Shining Force 2, which was also good. It was sort of a mix between... What you're talking about with like the strategy, it was definitely a strategy based RPG. Like, okay. um, and in fact, they made a, uh, I think a PlayStation, what was the portable PlayStation? Anyways, I think it was for the portable PlayStation. It's going to come to me at like four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. She'll sit up. Uh, well, you should keep a microphone on you until then. Yeah. <laughs> um, it called uh, Stranding Force Strategy, which was, I think. Someone's yelling at the. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, uh, so it was sort of a mix between what you're talking about with Final Fantasy and sort of like a more strategy based thing. You'd like go around and basically you, you started off as this one guy and then you would like ask people to join your, your group. Okay. Your shining force. Okay. Um, and then like you would go into battle and it would go like, you know, pixelate, 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 and then unpixelate and like. It would suddenly be more of a battle map uh-huh. thing, and then your character, each character, had like a different like range that they could move and like how how they could if they could attack Diag. When you said it was like like chess, right. this is exactly what I thought of because I was like, yeah, you could like some characters like you could move a big a big you know area, and they could also attack like over two squares or whatever, right? Um, and some could only attack like next to them or whatever um but like where they could move was was would flash so like Mm -hmm. it was so clear what your options were right that it made it really easy and fun to play there and i really liked it a lot yeah but it had like elements where it was like you you should go talk to that guy because sometimes you can get him you can get people to join up right you can get people to like hey do you want to Come with us. Right. So there's incentive to talk to them. Right. Besides, I don't know, I mean, he might give me something I can use later. Right. Like, watching Griffin do the Nuzlocke run of uh-huh. Pokemon Y, he would talk to people and he was like, maybe this guy will give me something. And he would. And I was like, God, I, I wouldn't even, it wouldn't have even occurred to me. Yeah. Same. But yeah, um, I loved Shining Force a lot because there was like, there was levels and like, once you got to a certain level, you would, your character would evolve and they'd suddenly look different. Like, yeah. it's no surprise that Pokemon appealed to me because it had a bunch of these elements yeah. to it. Um, yeah, so I really liked that one a lot because it yeah. appealed to 
There was a was there it was, an anime one. It was it was definitely from like from or Japan. Ja- Japanese, yeah. yeah. Uh, and a lot of the Sega. Well, I guess a lot of the Sega and Nintendo games were. Oh yeah, because they're Japanese based companies. Yeah, there was a a game called Fantasy Force, Fantasy Star. That's what it is. With fantasy with a ph. Okay. Because it's Japan, terrible. I guess. Because what? Is it because it's terrible? No, it was. It was well. Um, the the game that was really awesome was Fantasy Star Four. Okay. I also found, with a ph. Uh, no, with an <laughs> iv. Oh. I found Fantasy Star Two in like a used game bin or something. I, I somehow came to own Fantasy Star Two, and I was okay. like, I love Fantasy Star Four, and here's. Another one of those, but it's so weird because like, it's weird to to go backwards in like yeah. the development of like mechanics of a game and stuff. Yeah, because I was like, oh, I can see how they got to there, but like, they're not there yet. Yeah, that's so. Now that I am, I have finished um, the nine 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 series, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Yeah, I don't have anything to play on my DS and. In downloading Fire Emblem Heroes on my phone, I'm like, I kind of want some of the backstory on... Like, I've been trying to look up these characters, and there are so many in this game. Yeah. Because they pull from all of the other Fire Emblem games. Okay. And so you can find some of, like, the really major characters have descriptions and stuff online, but I'm yeah. like, I want to know more about this person. Is it like, sort of like Super Smash Brothers, but, but like, in a Pokemon? Super Smash Brothers is, like, all the Nintendo heroes in a fighting game. Yes, pretty so, much. But it's like, it's like, oh, I know that guy. That guy's from Zelda. And there's yeah. Mario. And then there are some other people that I've never heard of before. But like, people would be like, oh yeah, that's from the 1979 game Magic Arrow Man. Uh-huh. Um, I love that game. <laughs> so good. Um, really straightforward. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so it's sort, of, it's sort of like that. So like, yeah. it would be a nostalgic... Like a, a trip down memory lane to like the fanniest of fans. Exactly. The and most I, unabashedly obsessed. Yes, exactly. And so I got, I haven't been able to find out much about most of these characters online. And so I got, anytime I try to Google it, I just end up with tier lists telling me which ones are good and which ones are bad. Right. And so I got on Google and consequently read it. And basically like, you know, if I wanted to play this series, where should I start? Yeah. Because it goes back to, like, the early 90s. Right. And I don't really want to play 90s video games. Right. If I don't have to. Right. So it seems that Fire Emblem Awakenings is where I should start. And I think that's a few iterations back. Takes place at a psychiatric hospital where young Oliver Sacks has to wake up all the Fire Emblem heroes. Uh Uh-huh. It's a fan. That's a fantastic awakenings joke, but yeah, it's maybe Mark. Maybe that's from Mark. That might be a Mark joke. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. That might just be for Oliver me. Sacks was Robin Williams' character well, in that movie, right? But and thus the person who actually exists, right? I don't believe I don't believe Oliver Sacks actually signed off on the use of his name. So Robin Williams' character may have been called something else. Okay. But Awakenings was definitely based on okay. Oliver Sacks' like memoir, you know, one of his many memoirs right. or whatever. Okay. So it may be high future James. That may be a joke just for future James. <laughs> so I, I ordered that. Yeah. Um, I went over to GameStop today and I was like, I need this. Co- I need a copy, a used copy of this. 
unless there's another place I should start. And of course I went in on the day that the guy who doesn't know every video game under the sun yeah. was working. It was like some other dude I'd never met. And he's like, I don't know anything about this series. I was like, okay, well, order me up one of those. I guess I'll start there. GameStop can order games? Kevin is like a GameStop member. Uh-huh. And they didn't have the game I wanted in stock, but other stores did. Oh, okay. And so because he's a GameStop member, they would, they for free mailed it to my house. Whoa. Yeah. I think he, the membership fee is like 15, 20 bucks a year or something like that. It huh. might be more than that. I have no idea. I'm just making stuff up. He pays a membership fee that gets him a discount on games and a subscription to Game Informer, which... I don't know if he ever actually reads it. Right. I sometimes look through it trying to find a game that sounds like it would appeal to me, and I never do because <laughs> they tend to always do, like the the Call of Duty, Destiny, Fallout type games are really big right now, right? And that's not my style of game. But yeah, so that that's my new game is Fire Emblem Heroes and soon to be Fire Emblem or Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah, I I mentioned Midnight Cinderella, which I have not talked about on this podcast. Have you not? I haven't. That's the one that you've talked to me about. Though, it's right? like it's like a romance choose your own adventure. Right. There's a gachapon element of it. Okay. I basically like I went I I've been playing that one for about a year and a half. Really? And Only they, that long? I think so. Wow. I think I discovered it right around the time we started recording this podcast. But like longer than the Walking Dead video game. Probably around the same time. Huh. That's so strange. It feels like you've been playing that for Quite a bit longer. Maybe because it's something that's on my phone and so it's more easily at hand and like yeah. I would check in on it yeah. more regularly. Yeah. But yeah, it's like they kept, they released a couple new suitors and so I was playing for a while because I was, you know, I would like make it through all the suitors and then they would release a new one and so I'd have a new story to read. Right. And you can read like five chapters a day and so you're limited in what you can do. In a way that Fire Emblem Heroes, like you have stamina and once you burn through it, you have to wait for it to re-up. But uh-huh. in Midnight Cinderella, your stamina, which you use going to the ballroom and taking princess lessons. Of course. You only get a new stamina point. I guess I guess it refills five hours to refill completely. So you get 20 points every hour. Okay. Um, so you can basically do princess lessons or ballroom one time per hour. Okay. Um, or you can wait until you're completely full up and do it five times and then have to wait five hours to do it again. But Fire Emblem Heroes, it's like every five minutes you get a new stamina point. Oh, okay. And different things, like different missions cost different stamina or whatever. It Fire Emblem Heroes is a lot more complicated than Midnight Cinderella. Right. Midnight Cinderella, I have now played through both ending options for all of the heroes. And so until they release someone new there's really nothing for me to do except like story events but those are not super fun Hmm. they're like it's like a limited time you get stuff for playing but usually the stories are really dumb and you have to get a whole lot of like charm or whatever built up before you can move on to the next level and i'm kind of over midnight cinderella so Midnight Cinderella, you have to go learn princess lessons, which uh, increases your charm, which you use to win. Level up. Okay. Kind of. Yeah. So the the story of Midnight Cinderella is that you are a, a, a towns girl. 
Uh-huh. And you go to the palace one day to find this, to look for this flower that supposedly only grows in the gardens because one of the kids that you tutor wants you to find this flower for her. And it turns out that it's Princess Selection Day. Of course. Where all of the eligible maidens come to the castle and one of them is selected to be the next princess. Okay. Because I guess the king has no heirs. Right. And then you get selected, even though that's not why you were there. Or was it? It wasn't. Oh. But now it is. (laughs) And then they try to marry you off to somebody. Okay. And so you have to decide which guy you're going to date. Huh. And there's an ending... There's two endings for each guy where one, the the honey ending is like a happily ever after you get married and become king and queen and everything's hunky-dory. Honey-dory. Sh- honey-dory, yes. Thank you. The sugar ending is where somehow, like, something goes wrong and he's, like, accused of some crime or something and so you have to break up with him but you love him too much and so you run away together it sounds real dumb and i recognize that and it is real dumb but it's like an it was a nice mindless yeah thing for me to do while i drank my coffee in the mornings now i battle instead right for glory for glory not for love right um i have recently picked up Magic Duels on the uh, on the iPhone, uh-huh. um, which is sort of scratching my like want to play Magic but don't. It's free, yeah, and it's free. And like the cool part about it is that um, so for uh, expansions, basically there was a there was an expansion two or three two summers ago called Magic Origins, which told the origin stories of five of the biggest planeswalkers which are like the heroes of the of the thing Mm -hmm. um so starting there this video game um you basically get to play sort of through the stories of the expansions which is really cool yeah and so they have um you know or like probably nine different expansions from origins up through the most recent one where there are five like duels within that story that move along the progress of the thing. And some of them have uh, like objectives, like, um, you know, do your best to do this before X happens or like do this, but with this handicap or, or whatever. Um, But it's, it was really cool. Like, and then now that I've, I've beaten all those, now I um, I found out where uh, Game Center has gone on the new, uh, the iOS. Um, did you ever use Game Center on the phone? Not on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> me neither. But apparently um, you can play against other people via Game Center oh. on this and I would assume other games. Cool. But it was like, connect to, via, to Game Center. And I was like, where is that? That used to be that, I used to have it in my junk folder but it's not there anymore and apparently it's just in your settings yeah um yeah so um i don't think i even noticed that it had gone away yeah exactly because who uses it right right um which is actually pretty actually this this ties into another thing i want to talk about when i was playing game boy um and it would be against an opponent like Uh a computer i always imagined that that was another person 
because I, it made you happy to imagine that, or because you you actually I didn't, when you say you imagined, you mean like you pretended, or you thought that's it was sort of in between that, I guess. Okay, sort of like a huh? Wouldn't it be weird if this was and like what I was imagining was basically the internet, the internet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too bad you didn't patent that shit. Well, it was already. I was. This was like the early nineties. The internet already was a thing. Oh, it was okay. just. It wasn't popular enough yet. Yeah. But, like, I was like, what if, like, I'm playing this game and I'm the computer for someone else? Because sometimes the computer would do, like, real dumb stuff. Yeah. And I was like, that seems like such a human mistake to make. I got stuck in a loop earlier today where I was going to wait and make the computer come to me instead of me wasting, like, turns going to to them like it, it was a thing where like you have to break down walls and stuff and i'm like well, i'm just gonna let them bust down the walls yeah exactly i'm not gonna waste my energy busting down yeah well the computer apparently had the same thought <laughs> so after like five times when i was like you know skip turn okay skip turn okay skip turn okay seriously <laughs> computer skip turn <laughs> no you do it no you hang up yeah yeah no it really got into that <laughs> i was like oh Fine, I'll bust down the damn wall. <laughs> and then they wiped me out. Oh, nice. Yeah, they were on to me. Ugh. Let me tell you about Liberty or Death. Okay. The Revolutionary War-themed nope. Sega role-playing game. This, this game, sounds wicked boring. It was less than wicked boring, but it was still somewhat boring. <laughs> like, it was one of those games where it was like, no, no, no. That concept seems decent. Like, do the battle of X. Do the battle of Y. Right. Fine. But the execution, it was too authentic. Okay. So it was like, it was like if in the middle of like Hamilton, Lin-Manuel stopped and was like, and now a reading from the book that I based this musical on. Oh, God. Like, there weren't, and that, that actually, that's not fair. It didn't, like, stop and, like, do a history lesson. Right. But, like, you did have to worry about, like, troops leaving and, like, how much money you had. And, like, I get that, like, all of these are factors, but, like, there was a lot of that and not a lot yeah. of, like, fighting battles. Okay. The cool part was you could be either side. Oh. Which was kind of cool. Interesting. And also... I would always be the hero side. Right. By by which you mean America? Uh-huh. Okay. Our British fans, um, I, I apologize for my co-host's horrible, horrible xenophobia. Now... Douglas, I'm just Come on appalled. now. You know that I am one of the biggest <laughs> Anglophiles in the world. The funny thing about playing on the British side is they could literally have been making up generals' names. I'm sure they weren't. Right. I'm sure they weren't. But, like, there are so many, yeah. and none of them have, like, towns named after them or forts <laughs> in America. Right. <laughs> so, like, or, like, pencil companies. Like, there was, you know, there was a part where you go to Ticonderoga, and I was like, oh, I like the pencil. Wow, you said pencil company, and I was like, there was a general number two? <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, there were a lot of general number twos. Like, shit. Uh-huh. Okay. But yeah, like, you'd play on the British side, and you're like, <laughs> I don't know, this general, whatever. General Smith Smith sounds legit to me. Yeah. 
But um, when uh, in uh, Hamilton, when they mention uh, Knox, uh, something Knox wants you on their staff. Okay. Um, General Knox, I I think of that video game every single time because Knox has this. Uh, I guess he he led an artillery troop or whatever. So if you got Knox in your battle with you, you could shoot bombs. Oh, okay. And it was cool. That's cool. So I was like, Knox, yeah, that guy. Woo! Yeah. These are the kind of games you'd find at Blockbuster when you're like, well, I'm not good at video games. So let's see. Oh, here's one that looks like I can do it. Right. That will teach me how to work the controller so that I can play the good games later. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then I stopped. Like... I stopped playing video games for a long time. I there people I knew in college had PlayStations, yeah. and for the most part, we used them as DVD players. Right. My friend uh, Paul Riley, uh, or Riley. Hi Riley. Hi Riley. Or as Mark calls him, Paul. Nope. He, he knew him in high school when no. when it wasn't necessary to differentiate. Would play a lot of video games and never really stopped playing video games, and so we I do a lot. A lot of my life is spent watching other people play video games, which is interesting. If the game is interesting. So, yeah. like, I have no interest in watching Kevin play Destiny. Sure. Because it's just shooting people. Right. Like, that's not interesting to me to right. watch. I actually went over to Chad's house when he got Until Dawn. Yeah, I remember that. And, like, multiple nights. Yeah. Went over and, he, like, he had beat, you know, he played through and beat the game. Right. And I went over and he worked the controller. Right. And I made the decisions. Right. And it was cool. Yeah. Like, that's a good way for me to play video games. Yeah. Because then I don't have to get frustrated with not being good at the controls. Yeah. But I can still experience the story. Right. I eventually found that I preferred games like Mario Kart. Where it was like, listen, there's no story. To play or to watch? To play. Okay. Um, I, I love watching complex role-playing stuff. Okay. Where it was like, okay, now I gotta fight a bunch of people and level up my guy. I mean, that's it's no wonder that I'm that I'm down with uh, with watching Griffin play video games on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, by the way, his uh, new series where he plays World of Warcraft, but he can't. I haven't watched anyone, it yet. Is it good? It's really good. Character creation is my favorite part of RPGs. If only there was a series that you could watch that is mostly character creation. Is that what... That's what Monster Factory is. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. is that what Peacecraft is? Cause... Oh, no, no, no. I mean, there, there's an element of that. But well, yeah. he, he, he You get through that, that pretty quickly, yeah. Yeah, yeah. no, that's I, that's what I love about Monster Factory. Yeah. It went, well, there are a lot of things I love about Monster Factory. Yeah. But Kevin and I downloaded Neverwinter, which is a fantasy RPG based in the D&D world. Okay. And I created myself a character. And that's it? I think I played through the tutorial level. Yeah. I didn't have the... I don't have the motor skills for the controls. And I got yeah. frustrated. Yeah. And I stopped. Yeah. Exactly. There's another couple of games like uh, Mario Party. Have you ever played that? Yes. I think so. That's... That kind of game... I feel like we had that for GameCube. That... It, it, it's been on basically any Nintendo system We ever. We had a GameCube for a while yeah. in the condo. Like... Yeah. An old game GameCube. Yeah. And I think Mario Party was one of the ones that we had. Yeah. And then when Kevin had a Wii, remember when Wiis were like I was impossible just to, to get? I left work in Frederick 
and drove back to Sterling. Oh, wow. When Brew emailed me that they had a Wii in at Best Buy. Oh, wow. And then drove back up to oh, Frederick. Jeez. One of my coworkers had come into work and she said, I was just at Toys R Us, I think. Yeah. She's like, I was just at Toys R Us. They had a couple of them. If you want to get one, go now. Yeah. And so I had just gotten into work. Yeah. Like was booting up my computer and I was like, peace. Yeah. And I left and I got one as like a, like Kevin and I had just gotten engaged a few months before. Right. And so it was like, I got it as like an engagement present for him. We played it maybe three times. Yeah. I, I thought that he would be much more excited about it than he was. It was, he was excited about the idea of it, yeah. but not about the actuality of it once we started messing with it. It was it was weird because it was for video game people that didn't play a lot of video games. Yeah. It was a return to like, remember when you used to play video games? Here's some basic, back to basics video games. Right. Um, so I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I thought it was great. Um, there was a game for it called WarioWare. Uh-huh. Which is like Mario Party on drugs. Okay. It, like, there would be, it would be, it's like games, but like, with the Wii Remote. Right. So like, um, one, the famous, the famous one in my mind, and maybe in Kristen's mind too, is, um, it would be a, it's a game to check to make sure you actually have the strap on. Okay. It would be it's a it's it's a drop the remote. Okay. And you would win if, if you, you drop the, the remote. And like well you'd win if you dropped the remote and it fell to the ground, but like you'd really you'd win. really win if you yeah. if you had if the you thing didn't break your remote <laughs> right. Or it would have like it would be like put the Wii remote down and then it would ring like a phone and you'd pick it up. It's so weird, but so fun. Okay. Like, Mario Party, like, it, they were sort of like, okay, these are sort of standard video games, like, yeah. whatever. These are like, figure this out. No, it's that. It's that, you know, pump it, like, you know, yeah. pump, pump up the balloon. Right. It was very, very cool. Interesting. And that was sort of um, where I found my wheelhouse. Like, I was sort of like, this is what I'm talking about. Like, Simpsons made a Wii game. It didn't really... It was fine. The animation was gorgeous, but it never really was anything to yeah. me. I never really I cared like for it. that's how a lot of Wii games were. Yeah. I think going forward, if I was to pick up a video game just based on knowing nothing about it, I think I'm really interested in... Well, I guess it's because of the time travel aspect, but Assassin's Creed looks really interesting to me. Yeah, that's one that Kevin played for a while. Yeah. That I don't really know too much about. I really wanted to see the movie. Me too. And he didn't understand why I wanted to see it. Oh, I wanted to see it too. We need to check in with every... You, you and I need to check in on every single movie. I wanted to see it, and I mentioned it like fairly recently. Like, oh, I wanted to see Assassin's Creed. And Kevin's like, why? Like, why would you want to see that movie of all movies? I was yeah. like, I don't know. It looked it looked cool. It looked cool, um, right. It's not in theaters anymore. It apparently did not do well. Because we were going to go this past weekend when the girls were at the grandparents' house, and there was nothing playing that we both wanted to see. If you red box Assassin's Creed, I will watch Assassin's Creed. Okay. It, I mean, like, I think that maybe it's sort of like... Mark and I were talking about the Super Mario Brothers movie and how it did horribly because people were like, this isn't like Super Mario Brothers at all. Right. 
because they had these like reference points that weren't met. Right. We're like, but if this had been just a random movie, it might have done okay in like a cult sort of way because yeah. it's super weird. Yeah. I think you and I might enjoy Assassin's Creed more than the average Assassin's Creed fan because right. we're, it's basically all story. And like, if they throw in a cheesy reference to something that happens in the game, we're not going to get it. Exactly. At all. So folks, be on the lookout for James and Aaron review a movie, Assassin's <laughs> yeah. Creed. Assassin's Creed. It just looked, I mean, like, it's time travel. It's like... I don't really know the story of Assassin's Creed. I know that there's time travel. Yeah. It's sort of like and VR time travel. It's yeah. a lot... It's, it's sort of somewhere in time travel. Okay. So, that, like, I think that you, like, sort of plug in and, like, you inhabit the body of your ancestor who okay. was an assassin. Interesting. And I guess you have to make sure that you still assassinate the same people. So why are you plugging in and... In- and happening the because there are other people that are trying that are trying to not have that happen. All right. Here's a fun other time travelers. Yeah. Thing? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. E- evil leapers, we call them. Okay. Um. Yeah. The, it, the fun the fun segment. James and Aaron guess at the plot of a video <laughs> game. Everybody's favorite segment. <laughs> exactly. I think. I mean, I'm yeah. good. Speaking of somewhere in time, I think we're good to wrap this up. I mean, like. You should join the Facebook group. Yep, it's called Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed. And I feel like we interact more on that Facebook group every day. Like yes. I feel like we're we're constantly ramping up how we interact and stuff. We recently yes. uh Chad, hi Chad. Hi Chad. Suggested he well he asked a question. He said if you were to do an episode about several comic book series, which ones would you do? And in that, basically, I was like, we should just do a poll on here. Yeah. So we did a poll. And and, and now and, we're reading some comic books right. so that we can discuss yeah. them later. Yeah. I need to I need to grab that. Uh, did you finish Lock and Key? I finished Lock and Key. Okay. I need to grab uh, Why the Last Man. I'm reading Monstrous. It's weird. But, like, Brutal. join the Facebook group because stuff happens there. Stuff happens there. You can also follow us on Twitter at UFO Podcast. We're not super active, and I keep forgetting to change the pinned post every time a new episode goes up. Oh yeah! So the pinned post is usually about three weeks behind. Okay. Um, I'll get I'll get better about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> individually, you can follow us at unabashedly Aaron and at unabashed James. Yes. You can email us at unabashedlyobsessed at gmail Yes. You can and should rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Yeah. Five stars would be great. If you don't want to give us five stars, shoot us an email and let us know what we can do to get that five-star rating from you. I hadn't uh, reviewed Yagade. Oh. I reviewed them today. I'm pretty sure I've reviewed them. You had. Yeah. But I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But you you should definitely go on and review us. and Because and, I'm sick of looking in our inbox and uh, seeing getting emails from the my podcast reviews site or whatever that say you have no new reviews oh thank you to jamie shaheen for our theme song did you guys know there was a ladder down here this has been a lovely and and wonderful episode i'm unabashedly obsessed not to editorialize um i'm james i'm aaron guys smoking kills and so do pennies